0: Hello, and welcome to Victory Briefings, where we use the Word of God for a victorious life. I'm Dwight Hammond, and I'm glad you're listening today. I believe this is a divine appointment with the Word of God. It blesses me to know where you're listening from. Send an email to mailbag at victorybriefings.net, or you can post a comment in the mailbag at the bottom of the show notes on our webpage. I may mention your comment in the mailbag section at the end of the podcast. Be blessed by the Holy Spirit as he gives you new revelation knowledge as you hear God's word. People may wonder, is there life beyond the grave? Every human being has a body, soul, and spirit. You are a spiritual being. You have a soul and you live in a physical body. When your body says it's time to eat, you find it some food, and your body says it's cold, you turn up the heat. It says, I'm tired and I really want to relax now. So you put your feet up and take a nap. After all, you want your body to feel good. All these things are okay, up to a point, but left unchecked, it is ultimately bad news. You see, the problem becomes apparent when you learn that your body should not be in charge. It is not the boss. Your spirit, the real you, of your three-part being, was designed for leadership. Your soul, which is the mind, the will, and the emotions, listens to your body if that's all it hears. The body screams so loudly in pain that you automatically think that it is the boss. And your spirit, which is just along for the ride, is a little-known, lifeless, and dead thing. Something has to be done. You see, your spirit is not yet ready to lead you. Even though it was designed for leadership of your being, it's not ready. All spirits exist forever. Where? Well, dead spirits go to hell along with their associated souls. Existence after death is torment and pain, totally separated from all enjoyment and entertainment that your body once knew. Living forever away from anything good, eternally lost, hopeless, in horror, totally separated from life, peace, and love. Many people joke about hell all the time. They may think if they laugh enough about it, maybe it will not really happen. But hell is a very real place. Jesus often taught about hell. He said it is a place of outer darkness in Matthew twenty-five thirty. Jesus pictured never-ending psychological torture when he said hell is a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth in Matthew 22, verse 13. And the rich man in hell in Luke 16, verses 23 through 28, he said this is a place of torment and flame. Revelation 21, verse 8 tells us, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable And murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. You see, hell is a real place where people are burned forever with fire and brimstone. Not burned up so that you could forget about it after a while, but burned repeatedly and tortured with no healing. Notice that it's not just the eternal destination for murderers, thieves, the sexually immoral, and liars, but at the top of the list is the fearful and unbelieving, those who never have come to faith in Christ. They will go to hell, where the worm never dies, in Mark 9.44, and a place where fire is never quenched, Mark 9.43-44. and 44 called a great furnace in Revelation 9, verse 2, and a place of no rest in Revelation fourteen eleven, Hell is a place where people cannot forget the past opportunities that they had to repent and receive Jesus as Lord, Luke 16. Also notice the last phrase in Revelation 21, 8. It says, hell is the second death. I say, if you're not twice born you become twice dead. If you go back to Genesis 2, verse 17, it says, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat thereof, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Now it's interesting, if you do a word study, you'll find that the words that finish this verse, surely and die, are the same Hebrew word for Die. It can be translated, Thou shalt die, die. Sin brings physical and spiritual death. Failure to listen to and obey God is destined man to hell, the second death. Now I hear you ask, if all spirits exist forever, how is it you say they die? Well, when the Bible talks about death, it is describing a separation. Death in the Bible never means to cease to exist. God is not a magician. He doesn't create things just for the sake of disappearance. Your spirit is absolutely going to live or exist wherever, forever. Where it depends on whether it is dead and lifeless or if it's alive in Christ Jesus. A physically dead man is a spirit separated from his body. A spiritually dead man is a spirit separated from his God. If you are not born again, you are spiritually dead, separated from God. Sin brings about death, Romans 5.12, which separates man from God. Your spirit by itself has no power to connect to God. You yourself have no power to give your spirit the ability of leadership of your being. But there's good news, praise God. You can be born again by the very power of God's Spirit. This good news is called the gospel in the Bible. It comes from a Greek word that means a good message. This good news is the power of God that brings salvation to anyone who believes it. Because in this good news, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Believe the gospel and it will show you how to be right with God. Romans chapter 1 verses 16 and 17. You will no longer be contrary to God when the power of God is working in you. You can walk by faith and be led by the Spirit, His Spirit. The Bible teaches that there is absolutely life beyond the grave. Jesus had such passion for everyone to know about eternal life that He gave His life so that you and I could know, believe, and have eternal life with Him you can decide right now to live forever in the presence of God. Romans 10 verses 9 and 10 says, That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The Greek word here that is translated confess means more than just saying words. It literally means to agree, as in to make a covenant. Acknowledge. A true confession of Jesus as Lord has to be heartfelt enough to involve a person's actions. This verse is a promise to those who believe on Jesus to the extent that they are willing to change their actions accordingly and confess him as Lord God with their mouths so they might be saved. Now here is the prayer of salvation. You can use these words or something similar. It's not complicated. Lord, I believe you died to pay for my sin and that God raised you from the dead. I acknowledge you as my Lord right now. Thank you for forgiving my sin. Now I am a new creation. Old things have passed away. I want to follow you, Lord. Amen. Now read and study His Word in order to know Him better and to know His will for your life. Ask Him for the Holy Spirit's guidance and help in Jesus' name. I hope you're subscribed and will make it a part of your ministry to share this message with others. Until next time, God bless you, my friend. This program and other materials are available at (laughs) victorybriefings.net.